This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're going to talk about heel pain. Our guest is Dr. Nicholas Post-Vassold, a podiatrist who sees and treats patients at the Wound Treatment Center at MidMichigan Medical Center in Midland. Health Dose asked Dr. Post-Vassold, what are the most common causes that lead to heel pain? Probably the most common cause of heel pain, especially on the bottom of the heel, is plantar fasciitis. It's a pulling of a ligament on the bottom of the foot. Typically has to do with changes in foot structure or activity to where that ligament is pulling and causes inflammation. On the back of the heel is where your Achilles tendon inserts. That's the most common in the back of the heel is where your Achilles, for the same reasons, it might get tighter or the foot changes or activity changes to where it's going to be pulling. Those are probably the two most common. I hear people talk about bone spurs all the time when they talk about their podiatrist. Do sometimes people confuse bone spurs with plantar fasciitis? Well, that's the confusing part is bone spurs happen with plantar fasciitis. The bone spur develops from the micro tears of the plantar fascia pulling off the bottom of the heel. When that occurs, it gets inflamed and people certainly have pain. What's important to note about a heel spur, especially on the bottom of the heel, is it pulls in line with the foot. So it doesn't spike down. It's not a spike that you're stepping on, which certainly makes sense in our minds. But that pulling of the tissue does form a spur. But typically, I'll explain this as we can x-ray your asymptomatic foot and you'll have a heel spur there as well, but it's not painful. So what are the symptoms of plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis that would cause you to need to treat it if sometimes it doesn't have pain associated with it? It's certainly pain in the way of inflammation pain on the bottom of the heel or on the back of the heel. These typically occur after a period of rest. So commonly first step pain is what we know to be plantar fasciitis because the foot relaxes as we sleep. And when we get up to stand on it, if there's any degree of flattening, it's going to pull and that certainly leads to pain. And it's typically not something that it may not occur all the time. Sometimes it starts to get better after stepping on it. So people don't feel like something's torn or broken. It's just a nagging constant pain that doesn't seem to go away. But the key is first thing in the morning, right? After you've rested for a while, that's when you feel plantar fasciitis? Absolutely. And even at the end of the day, when maybe your foot's a little tired, you have some pain and you sit and you rest or you soak it, and then you get up to go again. And there again, you'll really feel that pain, that pulling from the bottom of the heel. And how does that differ from Achilles tendonitis? Achilles tendonitis involving a tendon, which is attached to a muscle, is typically more all day. It's really the more your Achilles hurts, the more you try to get off of your heel, which makes you use it more, which does aggravate it. And the Achilles pain is, again, is on the back of the heel as opposed to the bottom. Are there things that I can do at home to treat the pain of plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis? Certainly. Being an inflammatory type of pain, using either over-the-counter medications or icing tends to help a lot. Some people prefer soaking. Massaging the foot are common things, but also stretching. People will Google a problem like this and find that there are countless number of things that they can try. All the stretching that's 
available, different things to do, trying different types of stretches or avoiding going barefoot. If a foot needs to be supported more to stop this from pulling, not going barefoot is important and avoiding activities that may aggravate it. Do you ever tell your patients to use the tennis ball thing or the frozen bottle of water? Do those things work? Yeah, I I think they can help. Tennis balls or golf balls, depending on what that person likes as far as pressure. I've also recommended frozen golf balls to kind of combine the frozen water bottle technique with the massaging of a ball. What about those funky little boots or socks that have the strap on the big toe that yanks your foot up toward your knee? Do those things work? I think they can. The hard thing with those, that falls into the category of a night splint which we were talking about the pain in the morning when the foot relaxes, these types of items will keep your foot stretched, kind of keeps it at 90 degrees. The ones that attach to a sock also bend your toes up. I think these things are fine. I find it, uh, and my patients do as well, having a hard time sleeping in them. Certainly wearing them for a couple hours when you're reading or working on the computer, but sleeping in it, I've found them to be difficult. So if a person has tried the stretches, the home treatment options, the ricing that you mentioned, you know, using ice and resting it, are there medical treatments that a doctor such as yourself would recommend? Absolutely. Certainly coming in and finding out that this is the problem. We typically will get x-rays for this problem to make sure it's not any other condition that can mimic this. And then treating it, we've treated medically with different medications, anti-inflammatories, either injectable or oral to try to get the inflammation under control. Then we also treat it mechanically to try to stretch the structure out, try to support it, but also look at the foot itself and identify why this might be happening. If a person is walking on it and their foot is continuing to collapse and their Achilles tendon is pulling harder and really causing a lot of other problems, mostly noted with their walking or gait cycle, this should be identified because this is the reason why it's not going away. Most people are capable of healing an inflamed body part, maybe rest it and do all the things we suggested, but it really comes down to evaluating the mechanics of the foot and deciding if this needs some sort of an insert or custom orthotic that could potentially support the foot to make this go away. And finally, if none of these things are working, there certainly is a surgical fix for these problems, depending on how complicated or where our treatment plan takes us. You mentioned other conditions that might mimic the kind of pain you would feel with plantar fasciitis. What are some of those conditions and how do you rule those out? We look at the surrounding area. We look at x-rays. Some possibilities could be a stress fracture of your calcaneus or your heel bone. There are a lot of structures that originate from the bottom of the calcaneus. So any one of those intrinsic muscles, nerves running through that area could all be possibilities. Tarsal tunnel syndrome. There are a lot of things passing through that area that It certainly could be, but by far the plantar fasciitis is the most common when people have pain on the bottom of their heel. So before I end up in a podiatrist's office, what kind of things can you suggest to me preventatively that will avoid having to see a podiatrist? Typically, these are as a result of how the foot functions. So using 
a over-the-counter insert is a good place to try some sort of support and then continuing with the stretches and to try to get it calmed down. But I think the most important component is going to be trying some sort of support to get this to go away. And at what point do I know that I need to see a podiatrist about my foot pain? I would say if you're trying these things, even having possibly discussed it with your primary care, I would give it a four to six weeks. And if it's not better, there's usually a reason. And do I need to see a primary care provider before I see a podiatrist? Typically, you don't. There are some insurances that are HMO-driven insurances. Those are the ones that require a prior authorization, but most, in at least in our area, do not. But either way, your office is able to walk me through that kind of stuff, I'm sure. Absolutely. What's the latest and greatest treatment for people who have Achilles tendonitis? We've been having really good success with amniotic stem cell injections. We've been performing this in the tendons surrounding the ankle for chronic tendinopathy, which is a problem with the tendon. And injecting the amniotic stem cells has really proven another successful treatment as opposed to surgery. When someone comes in to be evaluated for this, we will use a ultrasound to evaluate the tendon, but also using the ultrasound for a guided injection of the problem portion of the tendon. And is that something we're doing locally in mid-Michigan? That's something we're doing here at our office, absolutely. That is podiatrist Dr. Nicholas Post-Vasshold, who sees and treats patients at the Wound Treatment Center at Mid-Michigan Medical Center Midland. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And to learn more about the services available at Mid-Michigan's Wound Treatment Centers, go to midmichigan.org slash wound. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thanks again for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.